Find your next favorite comic at Shroud Media, where different is the new normal. Shroud Media is a creator and publisher of independent comic books, featuring a diverse range of characters confronted with extraordinary circumstances. In Riven, a dark superhero science fiction, a hero rebels against a totalitarian regime led by his deadly alter ego. The supernatural action-adventure Reitzig pits a mute child soldier against his surrogate military family, forcing him to choose between murdering his surrogate mother or losing his sister forever. And an unlikely romance forms between two women after a near-death experience in the surreal action-adventure Samurai Gunslinger. All Shroud Media digital comic books and graphic novels are available on Comixology, iTunes, and Google Play for hassle-free reading on any device. Find Shroud Media on Facebook, at Shroud Media on Twitter, and ShroudMediaLLC.com. Only a show this smart could be this stupid. Rick and Morty. All new episodes begin Sunday, July 30th at 1130. It takes more than that to kill Rick and Morty. But this might do it. Run, Morty! Only on Adult Swim. This is Hermes Conrad, bureaucrat level grade 36, and you are listening to the Candair Podcast. Now stop it and get back to work. Welcome to another episode of Candare, a tribute to comics and pop culture. I am Jeremy Colley. I'm Jack Doherty. I'm Jake Runyon. And joining us today to talk about The Threat, which is going to be uh, relaunching on Kickstarter here very shortly, Mark Schmidt and Ray Dillon. Thanks for being with us, guys. No problem, hey, guys. Thanks for having us. We got a good show lined up for you today, but before we get into that, some things we have to cover. We've been... Uh, putting all this stuff at the top of the episode now rather than at the end because more people are probably going to hear it if it's up We like here, to right? front load the information so when right. other people come to their senses, we still have the exposure. <laughs> Very efficient. <laughs> uh, but the first thing we have to uh, say is uh, anyone planning on going to the Wizard World Con, either uh, the Columbus Con happening here, what, August 4th, Two 5th, weeks. and 6th? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It'll be long. And then I can't remember the following one is Chicago, maybe? Mm, I think, yeah, well, Chicago after that. If you guys need a, a little bit of a break on your tickets, Candare's got your back. When you go to wizardworld.com to buy those tickets in the promo code, type in Candare, no space between Candare, and you're going to get a cool 10% off your tickets. Can't beat that. Yeah. I mean, you can with a higher number, but this is the best you're going to get. So. <laughs> it's the best we can, we can do for them, yeah. so... <laughs> uh, what else we got, guys? Uh, social media? Yes! I was just about to say it, but I didn't know if you wanted me to like lean and whisper it or no. like, the entire audience. Social media. Well, guys, let me tell you about social media. You should be following us already. Uh, if you haven't yet, go ahead and erase your shame by looking us up on Twitter at CannedAirPod and Instagram at Canned underscore Air. Uh, our YouTube page is full of goodies and growing each day, so mm-hmm. that's well worth a look. Very excited to drop that uh, vampire movie MST3K yeah. style entertainment event we really need a better shorthand for that i guess (laughs) and um also check out our website we've got ways to contact us check out our special guest page hall of heroes wall of justice etc lots of good stuff just Mm -hmm. you know look us up be friends 
get closer to us, your idols. And there it is. There it is. Very well said, Jake. Thank you. But in today's Retro Roundtable, we're going to be talking about... How did you word that? Uh, I was fictional, either it be a comic book or a pop culture movie. Places that don't exist that we wish did. Talking, oh, yeah. you know, fantastic lands, hidden mm-hmm. nations. Stuff in fantastic settings that anchors the fantasticness. Yeah. yeah. I like it. Thank you. Fantasticness like of the fantastic. There yeah. you go. Do you like how many times I said fantastic in that? Yeah, that was, was it clear fantastic. I didn't have time to prepare my statement? Was well crafted, Jake. Uh, then we're going to swing open the door to the comic vault, talk about some comics there, and then turn our full attention over to Mark and Ray and talk about the threats uh, relaunch on Kickstarter. So let's kick it off with this week's retro round table. Show me what you got. Hey, what you got? Great. Hate bad. Yeah. Boo! Not cool. Disqualified. All right. I think we uh, should maybe let uh, Ray go first since he's uh, brand new to the show this week. If you're up for it, Ray. Sure, sure. I'm gonna have probably a different answer than most people, but Narnia. <laughs> oh, hey. I love, oh, wow! Uh, I love that, that world. Like, I, it was one of the first movies I saw when I was a kid. I saw the BBC version. Um, and just, you know, was enthralled with this, this you know, kind of fantasy world. And, uh, you know, so it was so different from where I lived at the time, which was Kansas. <laughs> you know, it, it, really, it really struck me. So that would be a great world, yeah. I think the only drawback is is time there goes really fast when you're not there versus... Does it? That's yeah. true, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah you leave for a bit and you come back and there's been like three wars and a revolution. Like, yeah, and you haven't been back for like a day and it's been like oh. three years when you go back. Come back, they're all dying of starvation. <laughs> Where were you? Why weren't you here? We, we, we needed you. It makes me think of uh, Inter- Interstellar when he uh, oh, when they man. were on that planet and they said every yeah. 30 minutes we're here, seven years right. past. Mm, yeah. It's like she probably died three minutes ago and you're like, oh my God. <laughs> it's so grim. Oh, man. That's like a perfect perfect answer and none of us come came up with it no I mean, that's it like really is. right smack dab in the middle of this retro idea and it didn't even dawn on me i remember watching uh you know before chronicles of narnia there used to be a i don't know if it was like a pbs movie just the lion the witch and the warden yeah yeah i that. remember that yeah. the acting was not superb the effects no. were a little crummy but like as but a it kid, was you're fun. like wow yeah. And just the idea of having that wardrobe that uh, yeah. in the, in your house sitting, you know, inconspicuously over there is a door to another world. Mm-hmm. That was cool. I've got an idea <laughs> of what we need to call this retro. We need to call it Fantastic Places and Where to Find Them. Hey. Hey, look at this guy. Yeah, see? Yeah, I've redeemed myself. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Mark? Well done. Thank you. Um, it. This one's really hard to pin down for me because there's so many fantastic places that you could, you know, that we would wish were real, to me at least. Um, the whole Star Wars universe would be so awesome to, to live in. But then on the other hand, I'm really interested in, you know, fantasies and dragons and magic and all that kind of stuff. So um, I'm going to have to say that any number of fantasy worlds where dragons and magic exist would probably be my answer and off the top of my head I can't think of one that would you know just fit perfectly but 
Well, no, you, I mean, I think you did answer perfectly because, uh, I mean, talking Star Wars, that was immediately one of the first things that came to my sure. mind. The problem with it is, is the... Uh, so long ago, right? Well, that <laughs> and the, far, far the Imperial force, the, the right. mil- military force there, I mean... Depending on which side of the conflict you're on, that could be... I don't want to be on either, you know? Yeah. <laughs> either I don't know. Outer Rim planet that they don't really worry about too far. It's too far out for them to worry. I'm going to be honest. I'll tell you what, I'll just tank my chances at being a politician right now by stating I would rather comfortably be part of the problem than fight as part of the solution. So I'd be imperial <laughs> all the way. How noble of you. Yeah, well, I mean, you got to look out for number one. Oh my I God. just like to curl up and forget. <laughs> Death Star? Oh yeah, it's like a mining drill or something. I don't know. They don't tell me. I don't need to know. <laughs> Um, you know, like, just doing don't. your job. <laughs> yeah. Just following orders, right? How about you, Jack? I can't think if it's Valhalla, but from the Thor movies where oh, he's yeah, from. Yeah, Valhalla. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. The way they did that was just beyond anything you could have dreamed of, I guess. They I like that they cool. followed like the Norse mythological, you know, the world tree, Yggdrasil, and all the yeah. realms. And the Rainbow line. Bridge wasn't just a freaking rainbow. It was actually right. a big glass with lights Thank and stuff. God. It was just pretty cool, cool looking. So if they ever make a Mario Kart movie, you know what Rainbow <laughs> Road looks like. Yeah. <laughs> I would watch the shit out of that. Oh, I, well, you know what? Mario this, Kart movie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it, <laughs> yeah, right. It's it's funny this all comes up the way it does, because one, one of my places I was going to say was uh, the Super Mario yeah, The universe. Mushroom Kingdom. The Mushroom right? Kingdom. It's such a soft world. You know, yes. there's danger, but there's no mutilation. There's no torture. That's exactly it. There's like, enough peril for it to be adventurous, but the stakes are low enough that you don't have to live in fear. You know? I think it would stink Unless you're a turtle. There. Unless you're a turtle yeah. in which you live knowing any moment you could be crushed by a fat Italian, but if which is probably really... how my carpet feels. <laughs> <laughs> but if, that, if those little tur- turtles are your biggest threat, you know, I again, I think of Star Wars. I think of, uh, uh, where did you say? Just the Outer Rim planet. No, uh, what was oh, Valhalla. Oh, Valhalla. Where yeah. you've got to worry yeah. about, oh, the dark elves are back today. All these things have very luminous threats that could come and just fuck my day up at any given mm-hmm. time. And um, in Super Mario World, you know, how, like you said, Princess Peach has been kidnapped how many times? Yeah. Her skull hadn't been split yet. <laughs> yeah, seriously. By this time, she's got to be, oh, another kidnapping. I'll be home by... Wait uh, it out. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll call a taxi. But um, Universal Studios has announced plans they're building a Super Mario world. Well, really? A land, a whole Mario oh, wow. Nintendo-themed part oh, of the that'd park. That'd be cool. Yeah. For a minute, I was afraid you meant like a movie universe. I was like, no. no, please. But I'm pretty sure oh, wow. I saw, like if you look around online, you can see uh, it was like leaked map, oh, cool. like layout plans, and it looks like there's going to be a whole Legend of Zelda uh, thing. There's oh, going to be a, uh, a Pokemon experience of some kind. The souvenirs from that part of the park mm. are going to be fucking sweet. You better bring a lot of money, I my love friend. Universal. Oh, yeah. But um, I think there was actually a Mario Kart experience on there cool. as well. There so, has well, to be. I'd love to try yeah. that. Yeah. I would they give so. you actual turtle shells to chuck at your friends. <laughs> Coming out beaten and bloody. Yeah. <laughs> I'd still do Let's it. Let's go again. I'd still do it. Jake, what about you? All right. Now, when I... When I pitched this to the crew, I was thinking, like, Themyscira, you know, Latveria, Wakanda, all of these, like, fictional nations. But then it kind of broadened to this fictional lands and worlds thing, which I like a lot more. And it got me on the answer that I think I'm stuck on. You guys see Kong Skull Island? No. No. Not a mind-blowing movie, but a lot of fun. 
And Why it, would you want that to exist? Well, here's the thing. Because it's so fucking interesting. Because in Skull Island, I don't know, spoilers, I guess, Kong mm. fights these lizardy monsters who I've come from, like, pre- the hollow earth. Yeah. Which is a theory that is batshit crazy, but it's so frightening and interesting, the idea that there's a world within the world. You know, you get that Land of the Lost sure. angle. The journey to the center of the earth. Yeah, exactly. That's the one. Not yeah. Land of the Lost. Whatever. You, you know what I'm on about. But I, I love that hollow earth idea. That, like, in, beneath the mantle, there's just this ecosystem full of horrific All giant right. monsters. Brendan Fraser was down in there. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck that movie, too. I don't think he ever came out, either. <laughs> oh, I wish he hadn't come back up. Well, who's seen him since? Uh, that's a good point. I don't yeah, think he did come back up. <laughs> still underground but yeah i just it's it's cool and you know what i'm gonna throw it out there humanity needs a giant monster right about now a common enemy we can all get behind stop fighting over whose skin is slightly different well that and so we can start the building of giant robots exactly yeah don't you the think quicker the jaeger project like fight over who it belongs to or let me dream <laughs> this is a fantasy don't ruin that for me all right fair enough we're so back Hollow to Earth, my answer for some reason. All right. Hollow Earth it is. Okay. <laughs> We're back to you, Ray. Sounds terrifying. Well, Pinocchio would be a great one. Um, you know, I, I would like to see a world where, you know, women, you know, have their their own way of doing things and see how that, like, what would what would that world be like compared to, you know, what men tend to do? <laughs> if I was there, I'd be rubbing my hands waiting for the snoo-snoo to start. <laughs> oh, boy. Please, the spirit is well. Flesh sponge. Because that popped into my head earlier today. <laughs> Just randomly, I thought snoo-snoo. And I was like, what is that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I never thought I'd die like this, but I always really hoped. Yeah. <laughs> it is great that when you see Themyscira, like in the movie recently and then in the comics, it's always depicted very much as this like paradise island. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, it's a land of plenty. There's no no one's starving there. You know, the the, the lands are fertile. It, it seems like just a fantastic place to have like a summer home. Yeah, but it's like it's cool because there's this feeling of like a fragile ecosystem. Like within their own sphere, the Amazons are unconquerable. You know, mm-hmm. none of the threats from their particular world could take them as here from them. But there's so much technology and chaos on the outside. You know, something could come in and pop that bubble sure. and ruin paradise for everyone. And I think that's what you need in a setting: is you need that element that makes it so different from our world to get you invested, like, living vicariously. Yeah, yeah, it's got to be vulnerable. So you've got to worry about it, too. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what makes it one of those, like, really perfect settings, I think. Very true. I don't, I don't know if you guys read The Legend of Wonder Woman, the, the book that my wife and I did. Um, oh, but yeah. she, she delved into some of the, you know, outside of the city in, into the fantasy element of, like, what kind of creatures were. And, like, there's giants and, you know, Pegasus and, and things like that there, too. So it's... Kind of a, it would be a neat that version anyway would be a neat world to you know explore and see what kind of new things are there. It's a it's a heroic world, you yeah. know. It's like there's a framework yeah. for people to do great things and legendary stuff to happen. Not like you know you think about fantasy worlds like uh, Tolkien's world. That's you know that's cool. You're talking yeah. quality of life probably better than Westeros or whatever. But you know it's yeah. I'm taking too much time. Somebody take. No, you're <laughs> Since you brought up Wonder Woman, I just have to say bravo. I mean, to you and uh, your wife, what a great book. And I, I'm, I've i got a little bit left with it, uh, but I'm having such a great time with it. It's a great book. Bravo to you. 
Oh, thank you very much. What did you guys uh, happen to think of the movie, by the way? Uh, Renee hasn't seen it yet. Um, we, we just had a, a new baby. So uh, oh, <laughs> we've been man. kind of a uh, yeah, little baby girl, the first one. We have, we have three boys and uh, now... So, yeah, we've been a little busy with that and a move. I watched part of it, and, uh, you know, I, I enjoyed it. I thought they did a pretty good job, and it was neat seeing some of the stuff that seemed similar to, you know, the book that we did with, like, young Diana and, yes. you know, being on Finisphere and all that stuff. Um, you know, that, that was really cool to see, uh, you know, kind of brought to life. That, that little girl looked just like Renee's drawing. <laughs> yeah, she really did. She really did. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing the rest of it, uh, you know, uh, as soon as I can. I, I didn't get to see it. Uh, I saw like an advanced copy, basically. Um, so I didn't, I didn't see the whole thing. And it wasn't full resolution and stuff. So I'm, I'm anxious to see, you know, what the whole movie looks like. Right. It was definitely good. I mean, we enjoyed it. I think. Yeah. Right. But uh, no, I'm having such a great time with this book, and it's it's just gorgeous. So uh, again, kudos to you. I uh, appreciate that. Thank you. Um, where were we though? I believe it was March turn. Yeah. So I think my next one would be uh, the world that the Valerian, that new movie that's based on the graphic oh, novel. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Oh, yeah. Good choice. Because you get a little bit of everything. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like nothing is off limits in that project. <laughs> Fucking anything can <laughs> happen. Anything can happen. We're going to the cheesecake dimension this week. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. Have you has uh, have you seen that movie yet, Mark? Or anyone for that I matter? I have not. Is it out yet? It's not out yet. Oh, is it not out yet? Not yet. Okay. okay. I'd like to see it. Yeah. I want to yeah. see it like at a midnight showing or something where I'm kind of tired and everything's like more impactful because mm-hmm. my defenses are down. Yeah. I want to see it badly. But, you know, that reminded me of, uh, I know there's a movie coming out, which is probably going to be okay, but I've been a big fan of the book since, way, books, plural, since way before, uh, The Dark Tower. That's how oh, you know oh, Spider-Man, yeah. that does look oh, good. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, I would That's never, ever want to go there. there. Yeah, yeah, oh, it's wretched, <laughs> but it's so interesting. Yeah, all yeah. the places you've picked so far, I don't know if I'd really want to... <laughs> Are you noticing a theme with what interests me? <laughs> <laughs> a little bit, yeah. <laughs> really horrible places that you'd yeah, like to try. it'd be great. <laughs> uh, Jack, what about you? I don't know if there's a, a, a world that's built around it, but have you ever played the game Dishonored? Yeah, yeah. Was it Dunwall? Dunwarren? The, what's the, the name the, of the Oh, the name of the world? Yeah. I don't remember, but Dunstone. anywhere that has steampunk technology like that. Mm, okay. There's something about that that's cool. always grabbed me. I always loved that concept. Sure. Grappling hooks and high technology, but low, and, yeah, low tech built. I Goggles. guess. Goggles, yeah. <laughs> Tea and brass pipes. Unnecessarily large made. boots. Gatling guns. For some reason, they're always Gatling guns. Yeah, I guess that's a staple. Big technology. crank. Yeah, crank yeah. Gatling yeah. guns too. But yeah, Dishonored did a really good job of making, like, taking those essentially steampunk elements and mm-hmm. making it feel like really unique to the set. Yeah. I thought that was awesome. Yeah. Jake? Ooh, uh, you know, I'm going to pick one that doesn't outright suck. So I'm going to go with Lotveria, Dr. Doom's little Eastern European hellscape that Isn't he just rules a regular with country with a guy in a metal suit. Yeah, but like it belongs to him. And I love this this thing that they always run into this conflict in the comics where like they want to like, Dr. Doom, he's cooking us something up in there, you know, but they can't just walk in and kick down his door because that's like the sovereign state of Doom. You know, yeah, it's yeah. like they're international airplane way above. Yeah, there. yeah. I, I don't know if he's got like a seat at the United Nations or whatever, but it's, it's interesting. He's almost got like this inbuilt diplomatic diplomatic immunity 
You know, it's like whatever he's doing in his own borders, it's kind of his business unless yeah. he's outright, you know, at war with <laughs> Testing somebody. Testing nukes. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> he wants to nuke his own populace. Who's going to stop Dr. Yeah. Doom? Yeah. So mine will do what I want with it. If we saw somebody test it, I mean, come on, we saw the Koreans testing nukes. And, yeah. Uh, if they got one to go a quarter of as far as they said it could, then we. Um, if North Korea was a threat, that country would be glass by now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want to oh, clarify no. when I said some place that doesn't completely suck, I was being sarcastic because Latveria would be horrible. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It'd be a nightmare. You might as well say you want to live in North Korea. I, mean, I yeah. don't, though. Okay. Let me let me make that very okay. clear. There's <laughs> a fantastic world, North Korea. <laughs> Let your mind wander free. <laughs> Fantasy realm. You can't do anything. <laughs> You're bound by your own imagination <laughs> and authority. <laughs> don't take any pictures. <laughs> Oh, Jesus. All right. Where are we at? 25. I'll say uh, one more here. The world of, and this isn't even really a fictional world, but what it, what it's around is like the Pirates of the Caribbean. Oh, yeah. Or, uh, I it's, mean, like I know a, it's a fictionalized historical setting, yeah. which I really like. Oh, just to, uh, it'd be cool to be sailing ships on high adventure. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where pirates aren't like treasure. starving yeah. criminals raiding people for medicine. They're like actual adventurers looking for yeah. gold and shit. They Not drink the, rum like nothing. I can't drink <laughs> rum yeah. like that for Dude, anything. I could hold my own on a pirate <laughs> ship. Yo ho, yo ho. A pirate's life for me. Yeah. Damn, I sip and wince every time. Like, <laughs> Do you have any margaritas? <laughs> there is one other place I didn't even think about that I would love to go. The Air Shirt Emporium. Ooh, Ooh, the warehouse where our fine, high-quality oh, merch is constructed and stored. See? Ray even said it's his favorite. I mean, <laughs> He knows. He knows. Ray's a smart cookie. <laughs> Best listen to when, when, I, when I was a kid, I would imagine that place and just, like, what it would be like to go there. Yes. And, you know, it, it was it was fantastic. So We all shared that dream. Yeah, you're not Emporium. alone in your wonderment there. Yeah. Candare Emporium. Mm-hmm. That's hard to say. Imagine <laughs> going to Willy Wonka's with except the candy is t-shirts. Yeah, yeah. And Willy Wonka is three dudes who are trying way too hard. <laughs> <laughs> Shameless merchandising. For plus. some reason, Augustus Gloop is also there, and he gets sucked into a tube, but it just leads to like a textile machine, and he's minced. <laughs> what was the girl that turned uh, Violet, I guess? Violet, Violet. Beauregard. Yeah. 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 After her predicament, she could go to society6.com forward slash Pod and order a Candare shirt in her same shade of violet. I bet they could even get one in her size post-blueberry. Oh, shit, son. Yeah. That would look good on her, rolling about. She's never going to recover from that, right? Are we on the same page? Did she die? Is she dead? No, No, they say she's been taken to a room for juicing. I assume she's going to be, like, ground up and extruded into Laffy Taffy or something. Juicing? I mean, what's that? Just a, essentially just a big squeezing? I mean, well, you get, like, three organs going to shoot out her asshole yeah, or something? Serious. They're just hauling a giant pike, and they go full run into her, pierce her through, oh. and collect that sweet, sweet blood sap. Society6.com. Buy a shirt, please. Buy a t-shirt. 
Clean up your blood sap with one of our fine teas. <laughs> Super absorbent. <laughs> one more time. I think you guys are really good with marketing here. Thanks. Yeah, nice. We're really knocking this one. That's why we sell so many, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, to retire. Campaign about squeezing organs out. <laughs> That's how we get them. You hook them in with the disembowelment. It sells T-shirts. And then so- you say buy a shirt. Society6.com forward slash pod. Go get that tasty moich. <laughs> All right. Swing open the door to the comic vault here. Jake, would you like to yeah, pick us yeah, off this I'll week? Um, I grabbed something out of, I don't know, morbid curiosity is too strong a term, but... Not at this point. <laughs> <laughs> it's because it's something that kind of caught me off guard. I read Captain Canuck. Which I guess is Canada's I've Captain America. I've always wanted to know a little See, bit about him. Exactly. I've always wanted to know, and for whatever reason I got in my head, Canuck was like more of a slur for Canadians than. It, I guess it's something close to like Yankee is for us. Hmm. Like, depending on how you use it, you might be kind of snide about it, but mm-hmm. no one's going to take offense. I always thought it was like a really shitty thing to call a Canadian person. So when I first saw it, I'm like, oh, oh my God, how can they get away with it? But it's 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 not. It's not a big deal, I guess, for God's sake. Um, it's He's very Captain America-like. I thought the same thing. Oh, yeah. I'm glad I'm not the only one then, because it's, I don't know, it's just, I felt like I was taking crazy pills. So Captain Canuck, very much a Captain America analog um, he's even got his, what were the Howling Commandos or something? Yep. Yeah. Uh-huh. He's got a team like that um, featuring a, uh, a sniper assassin. The Howling Hosers? <laughs> yeah, seriously. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, man. I'm stuck on you. You derailed me. Sorry. <laughs> right. They got a sniper woman from Quebec whose name is Quebec. <laughs> at, as expected, she speaks a bastardized version of French, just like the natives of Quebec. Uh, there's some other girl who was less interesting and some guy who I don't care about. Um, he's very much like Captain America, but as opposed to being part of like a super soldier program where he's kind of semi-superheroic, you know, he's more technologically focused. I think a lot of his power comes from this suit he has that projects its own shield. He's got a couple of batons for fighting that seem to have like an electrical field or something like that. So he's the product of a lot of money, kind of like Batman. Okay. And in fact, his brother is this very Bruce Wayne-esque figure. It's like they took Batman and they built a wall between Bruce Wayne and Batman. Hmm. So you've got the brother who has all the money and he controls these oil sands in Alberta because, of course, it's Canada, whatever. It just Everything just seemed like a Captain America plot with like a Canadian coat of paint. So I don't know if I was going about it the wrong way. I found it a little hard to take it seriously because they were driving the Canada point home so hard. But he's got this brother who's a billionaire um, and he built him all of his technology and weaponry and such. It was it was a pretty bog standard story, the one I read. Nothing to write home about, but I, I needed to know. I needed to know about Captain Canuck. Yeah. And now my curiosity is sated. So it's a buy, definitely a buy. So Go is he buy still it. popular? Like, I don't know, man. I, don't I know. know they came out with a number one not too long. Well, it was probably a couple years ago, if that. But I remember seeing it coming back. Number out ones are coming out so often anymore. Yeah, that's what that I mean. You just yeah. Disregard everyone. What you really have to worry about is when number ones stop coming out at all because you didn't get enough prostate exams when you were younger. <laughs> oh Jesus! <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> No, I, I saw the hope drain from your face when I made that joke. You're like, this episode's fucking dead. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. Good on you, Jake. Thank you. Good on you. Would one of our guests like to go next? Mark or Ray? 
Yeah, I don't blame you. All right, so uh, is this, is this uh, we we talked about a comic we read recently, or yeah, just anything you want recently, long ago, anything you want. Okay. Um, well, I basically never read comic books anymore because I'm too busy making them or taking care of kids. But um, <laughs> I did read, uh, uh, I think it's pronounced Gyo, uh by Junji Ito. It's a, uh, a horror manga. Oh um, yeah, and that was that was awesome. It's uh, it's it's sort of about fish coming out of the ocean, um, but then it takes a bunch of really crazy turns and and was just really fascinating. He's the he's the guy that did Uzumaki. If anyone's familiar with that, the spiral, really creepy horror book. Yeah, and I had read um, was it the Amigara something? I think the Amigara Fault for one of our. Oh, comic yeah. comic folds earlier, and then Grease was another really frightening one. I think that it was just called Grease, but yeah, I don't know what goes on in that dude's head, but I hope he's okay. Yeah. <laughs> Very cool, awesome. So, the book that I'm going to talk about is called Flutter, and it is it's a it's graphic novel based. Uh, Ginny Wood is oh, yeah. the writer of the book, and then Jeff McCombsy is the artist on it. Um, they're coming out with a third volume, uh, and I believe it's going to be introduced at Comic Palooza in 2018, um, which is May Memorial Day weekend. Um, the The book is basically about a uh, young woman who's in high school, I believe, uh, and she's a lesbian, but has the ability to turn into other people. So she becomes a boy to woo this girl. Um, and and there's other little adventures in there. I, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, she ends up uh, getting noticed by the authorities of some sort, and they're, they're chasing her. She's um, like I the project or product of an experiment or something like that somewhere. Something like that. I think so. Yeah, um, that sounds right. It's been a really long time since I read it. So, um, but it's yeah, it, and and it was, it's officially announced today that they're uh, adapting it for television. I saw something so, about that today. No kidding. Yeah, Dark Dark Horse is doing that or something. Maybe um, it wasn't Dark yeah, Horse. I believe it's I believe it's Dark Horse Productions is doing it. Yeah. Wow. That was announced with mind management. So that's pretty neat for Ginny. Hell yeah. She was on the show a while ago. Yeah, I think the last time she was on was episode 69 it was she was on. Was it? Yeah. (laughs) Wonder how you remember that one. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's when the second flutter was on Kickstarter. Okay. Yeah. Well, wow, that's awesome. Good for her, man. Good for her. Yep. All right. Uh, Who would like to go next, Jack? I'll go next. Uh, I got from Amalgam, Amalgam Comics. I was flipping through uh, Twitter one day and came across this. It's the Legend of Dark Claw, which is oh, yeah. it is the nineties thing I've ever heard. A mix yep. of Batman so and Wolverine. <laughs> oh, blatant! Yeah, yep. yeah. Damn. No kidding. Look at that. They're not even trying to hide it. Mm-mm. No, his name's Logan. He's <laughs> there. They're in uh, Gotham City. Oh, it's supposed to be them. Yeah. Okay, my bad. It's like the, what, DC yeah, and like Marvel merged comic. together. They were. It was like a whole series of crossover comics, you know, between Marvel and DC characters, meshing them together. It was, it was awesome. 
Wow. I can only, yeah. I, I only <laughs> find the one issue. It's It left it not really a cliffhanger, but a continuation at the end that there would be another issue, but I couldn't find any anything about it. Was this a basement find over at the comic store? No, I got it from uh, Midtown. Oh, nice. But, uh, yeah, it's not really much of a story. It's Dark Claw fighting his arch nemesis, the hyena, which is a mix between Sabretooth and the Joker. That's a cool combo. Yeah. And they were both in the military and went and did some, like, military experiment where they were going to become weapons. And they did to him didn't work because he basically had a conscious conscience. Okay. But with the hyena, or Joker, he doesn't really give a shit just like the Joker. So he's, like... All over the place, right. a super bad guy, and it was kind of cool because one line in there they said, you know, weapons are usually just tangible things that won't hurt anyone sitting on a table. They need someone to use it, and it's kind of a mistake to take someone that has ideas and make them a weapon. Yeah, because there's really no stopping them. Then but it was pretty that cool. It's awesome. So, so with uh, I, I was just thinking, of this, was his name Logan Wayne or something? Like, did they did they mix the names together in it? I didn't catch that. He did have about the same backstory. His parents were killed, of course, one night by a murderer. Yeah. But yeah, I don't. They they just referred to him as Logan in it. I didn't hear any any Wayne in there. Uh, I see. His sidekick is the yeah. Sparrow, which is Jubilee. Oh, and she's okay. like a wisecracking. I thought that was Carrie bitch. Kelly for a second, but no, it's, whatever. It's a one off. Yeah. And uh, in the comic, the Huntress, or Carol Danvers, which is Captain Marvel, she breaks into uh, Dark Claw's hideout because she's looking for the hyena, and Logan and the hyena's paths keep crossing. So she was at Logan's house, came across his whole lair and, you know, suit and all that. And uh, Logan comes back, and they're talking, and the Sparrow comes in, and she's like, who's this bitch? (laughs) Jesus. (laughs) That's funny. My favorite thing about that comic is the advertisement for Sam Goody in the middle there. Yeah. No way. Yeah. Let me see. Magical. <laughs> I used to work for Sam oh, Goody. Oh, man, Sam Goody. Right? Those are good times. There's also an ad in the back for uh, this summer's greatest hit of Batman Forever <laughs> coming to pay-per-view. I just saw that. That was a good movie. Where is it? Where is the Sam Goody ad? I got to see this. Boy, I've just derailed High this High-octane entertainment here. for the thrill-seekers in our cool audience. That was definitely never really hearing about it before. Yeah. And Seeing the artwork yeah. is awesome on it. There it is. Wow, very cool. All right. Well, hey, who my... who, uh, who drew that Dark Claw comic? Oh, it is. I, I even had a poster of Dark Claw on my wall as a kid. Jim no Jim Balent. He did the pencils. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. I remember that guy. He did Catwoman, and I think he has been doing Tarot ever since. That is a beautiful comic. Yeah. Is tarot a comic or is it just softcore porn? Because I'm never totally sure when I've, comicsology yeah. suggests it to me. <laughs> Jake's talking yeah, about porn. I've never, porn uh, every I've never picked it up, but that's what it seems like. Very cool. All right. Well, um, <clears throat> my book is uh, another book from Ninth Cinebook. Our friends in the UK uh, sent us a bunch of uh, books to look at and talk about on the show. So I'm going to be talking about The Isle of Brack. And um, I've only done about half of it thus far. It's a graphic novel. But it starts with this uh, guy who's on a ship. And uh, I'd say this is like old country, uh, uh, what, like 1500s, would you guess? Like uh, this kind oh, of period me, looking here? 
I thought you were going to say years ago. I'm leaning in at 17, 18. Okay, that, there you go. I don't, I'm bad with that shit. That's so. Right. Just don't let it happen again. Okay. <laughs> okay. This guy's on a ship, and he's uh, he's heading to the Isle of Brack. And he's all dressed up in nice threads, and someone on the ship says, Oh, where are you headed? And he goes, I'm off to be a uh, tutor for the, uh, the Baron's, Baron's son. As soon as he mentions the word Baron, the guy grows in- disinterested and walks away. <laughs> So they get to this island, or this Isle of Brock, Brack, whatever the fuck it's Brack, called. Brack, B-R-A-C, <laughs> the Isle of B. Right. And uh, when he gets off the boat, everyone there is kind of taken by him because he's wearing all these nice threads, and uh, there's a little kid that comes up to him and pulls on his sleeve, and he's all, you know, touching the kid, kissing babies, kind of politician-y kind of shit, you know, and... He goes, oh, I'm just here to, you know, tutor the Baron's son. And as soon as he says the Baron, he's there for the Baron. They rip the kid away and everyone runs away from him. They want nothing to do with him. So he's starting to think, you know, what the fuck have I got myself into here? So he goes in uh, and he meets the Baron, who is actually like a super laid back, cool dude. You know, he can't figure out why the townspeople have a problem with him. But he's a Mormon. (laughs) There it is. (laughs) But in the uh, while he's talking to the Baron and meeting him, all the, all his people rush in with his son, who's just been beat by the townspeople to a pulp. He's dead. Jesus. He's dead. And now this, I can't remember the guy's name, but he's realizing his predicament. You know, he's here to tutor this kid. The kid's now dead. There's no reason for me to be here. And a ship only comes and goes from this island once a month. So he starts hoofing it back to the the uh, dock, and the ship's already gone. So he's stuck here for a month. So he goes back into a tavern. He's desperate, begging, anyone get me off this island? Anyone, please. And this old man says, you know, let's go for a walk. And uh, he starts telling about the island, how he thinks the island has a spirit, possesses a, a soul, how it'll swallow up men, sinkholes will appear where sinkholes never were before, and uh, how it just will mess with your mind. So uh, he goes, uh, you know, I'm going to go back into town, see if I can talk to some people, find you a way off this island. In the meantime, stay clear of the tavern because you almost got your ass whooped back there, you know. So while he's waiting, he gets jumped by some townspeople. They start beating the crap out of him again just because of his association with the Baron. And he starts running, screaming for help, and he hears someone in the woods. And he runs to the voice, and it's that Baron's son, the one who was dead Hmm. just moments before. So... I'm just going to leave it there. The island's already playing tricks on him. Uh, it's going to be cool to see what happens. It was a really cool book. I strongly recommend checking it out. Again, The Isle of Brack. Don't know what you're getting into until you get farther in there, huh? You really don't, but it's <laughs> uh, it's turned out to be a fun book, a really, uh, really fun book. And the last one we did was a like reprinting, the Valerian book we talked about. That was like mm-hmm. a reprinting from 1972. And this looks like an older reprinting, too, but I'm not able to find a... Oh, here it is. 2002. Was well, not too old, but... No. So, yeah, check it out at uh, cinebook.co.uk. Or you can find them on Twitter at cinebookltd. And with that, let's move right into... Real World Heroes. Jack, who do we have this week? Austin Goddard from Cincinnati, Ohio. Austin Goddard. What has oh, he kudos done? Kudos to Austin for... Existing and thriving in Cincinnati, yeah. Ohio. <laughs> but I think so. he's from he's from Indiana, but I guess he lives right close to the border there. Ugh. And what has he done? He was uh, he works at Skyline Chili down there in Cincinnati. and Was cleaning the tables one day 
when he saw a man collapse from the table. He ran over instantly, started doing CPR. He's only 16 years old. I don't know if I said that. Started doing CPR, saved the guy's life. Wow. Luckily, last year in school, they everyone in school got CPR certified. Yet another victim of Skyline Chilling. Yeah. <laughs> I think we know who the real villain is. <laughs> that was a victim last week. Oh, well, I've been a victim of plenty of time. I've opted never wife, to go there. My wife loves that stuff, and I can't stand it. I'm from Texas, and I'm Texas chili all the way. So when, I, when we moved to Cincinnati for a short period, everybody had that, like, Weird taste and chill. I was just like, yeah. this isn't chili. Thank you. No, <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. The first time I went to a Skyline Chili, I got in the drive-thru. I didn't even look at the menu because I didn't give a shit what was on it. I knew what I wanted. Can I help you, sir? I'll have a bowl of chili. Uh, yeah. I'm sorry, so, sir. We don't serve chili. It's like your sign says fucking Skyline Chili. You don't have chili. Uh, anyway. They put like cinnamon in their chili or That's something what I've heard, horrendous yeah, like something that. like that. It's more of like a coney kind of sauce. Rather, yeah, it's like not a, chili. Yeah. yeah, it's not like actual chili. It's like eating raw relish chili on spaghetti amazing. too. That's what throws oh, me off too. That's a cardinal sin. Which, if you get real chili and put it on spaghetti, that's fine. Sure, because it's, you yeah, know, for sure. That's tomato based with meat. <laughs> chili doesn't have to be complicated. I don't know why people keep screwing it up. Yeah. Yeah, oh. just not a runny, okay. bullshit mess. And Skyline uh, started in Cincinnati. Yeah. Yep. And uh, Cincinnati is the asshole of the earth. <laughs> so there's the more you know. Da, 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 da. <laughs> anyway, continue, Jack. A couple days later, the man's family came back to the restaurant with a photo of him smiling in his hospital bed. And he and his wife sitting there with their tray and a big old serving of Skyline chili. Oh, an insult to injury. No shit, he's trying his chances again, isn't he? Wow. And what was this kid's name? Aaron, you said? Justin. Justin. Austin. Close, but way off. Austin. Austin. Aaron Austin, I was close. What's his name? Harry? (laughs) And for that, Mervyn, you found a spot on our wall of justice this week. So good on you, man. Austin, it was. Yeah. <laughs> With that behind us, <laughs> let's turn our full attention over to Mark Schmidt and Ryan Dillon and talk about the threat, which again is uh, relaunching on Kickstarter here pretty soon. Guys, can you tell us about this? Yeah, so no. the threat is. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for being with us. Have a good shot. <laughs> so the threat is basically taken, uh, takes place in a world where the economy's collapsed. Uh, a disease threatens to wipe out mankind. The only cure for that disease is basically rewriting human DNA. Uh, and in certain people, that DNA is now uh, merged with plant or animal DNA, uh, which ends up giving certain people just debilitating um, abnormalities, killing some of them. But in certain people, it actually enhances them Uh, by providing them abilities that animals or plants might have or even enhancing powers that or abilities that humans actually possess already. Uh, My favorite example is the hyper evolution of the human callus. Uh, One of our main characters, Kevin, um, he's got that ability. Basically, he, he can form a callus over his entire body um, and the callus is super strong. It's it's uh, to a certain level heat and cold resistant. Um, it can def- deflect small arms fire. 
and he's able to, to, to grow or remove this callus from his body at will. Um, and our the, the heroes in the main in the first arc that we're dealing with basically have to uh, one of one of the characters is trying to help find a cure for a little girl who's uh, basically being killed by her ability and he's trying to find a way to reverse it while well, he ends up going to the wrong people for help and those people kidnap him and are trying to hide or trying to uh, hide where this issue came from where these changes come from and in in his research he starts kind of heading down the direction where they might he might find out about where this thing came from and so they kidnap him and um so the main heroes end up going to rescue him. So that's kind of the the main plot of the first story arc that uh, Ray and I are working on right now. Um, uh, Ray's doing a fantastic job on the artwork. He's mostly finished with it, Ray. Yeah, yeah, issue five right now. And then we're going to do six, seven, and eight. Uh, and uh, he mentioned Kevin, and that's, that's my favorite character to draw because he just looks awesome. So... Yeah, uh, you guys should check it out. Oh, we definitely will. We've you know we've seen the threat before and mm-hmm. love some of these characters as, <clears throat> just as much. And um, the Callus guy, I'm sorry, I can't remember his name, but he just Kevin. Kevin. That, that's Kevin. I'm sorry. Yeah, I love yeah. him. And then there's the dude that has the when they're like some mechanical arms. It's like flamethrowers. Yeah, so that's yeah. Paul. And and Paul basically has he he's he's I want to say he's kind of a cross between. Um, Reed Richards and and Tony Stark. He's got just this. Too great taste. His nice. ability basically allows him to create uh, devices from exist from things that he's got around him. If he if he needs a grenade, he can take a gun and and basically kind of tear it apart and convert it into a grenade. If he needs uh, something to unlock a secure electronic door, he can take your um, uh, uh, electronic clock or a remote control and kind of make it into a device that allows him to do that. Um, he he builds these gauntlets which end up giving him a sort of invulnerability to certain damage. Um, and he so he's able to also build these devices which take longer. Um, he has to sit down and think about it, but when he's building those devices while he's still able to utilize that intelligence that he's got in developing these quick devices, he messes up a little bit more. So he has to think about it and actually work through and and diagram and all that kind of stuff. Um, kind of really get into the electronical engineering of a device when he really wants to build something that's going to last. Uh, most of the devices that he build are kind of one-offs. They're, they're good for one shot or two shots, and then uh, after that, they're used up. They're no good anymore. Um, so that's Paul. Um, an awesome got, character. Eat your heart yeah, out, MacGyver, right? <laughs> yeah, but he's always yeah, been the, one much. of my favorites. Uh, we've got I, I, I was going to say um, the, the, the thing that drew me to this book was just how kind of in-depth the characters are and, and you know, really thought out and, and this whole world is it's, uh, really rich. And I've, I've 
you know, run across a lot of um, independent comics and stuff over the years, but this one really stood out to me as just um, having more behind it than, than a lot of them do. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Sci-fi is only as good as the world it implies, mm-hmm. you know, and when a setting's really fleshed out like that, it shows, makes a right. huge difference. And, you know, one thing yeah. I've noticed with a lot of independent comics, and not that this is a bad thing, but more or less... And even in mainstream comics, you're getting one point of view. Yeah. And if I remember correctly, uh, back when we uh, had read the threat originally, uh, you know, each issue you were dipping in and out of d- other, you know, different people's situations. You weren't the, your attention wasn't on one person the whole time through their right. whole thing, mm-hmm. you know. And I really enjoyed that. Like uh, like Ray was si- saying, it gives depth to that world. And, and I want to give a lot of praise to, to Vince, my co-writer on this book. He kind of drove that point. He really wanted to make sure that this was a really in-depth world that people would really enjoy not only reading it, but sticking around for what comes next. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, fingers crossed that there is something that comes next. Um, but that's that's the re- and, and we've been. Uh, Ray's been kind of trying to drive me into adding on that we we have been working on this for over 20 years. I mean, when we originally started this uh, concept, it was 20 years ago when, wow. you know, the, the actually it was probably even longer than that because it was really when the comic book boom of the, the late nine, you know, late 90s ish. Um, so we've been working on this for for a good long time now. Um, so, and we've had time to go back and, you know, this book is really far from where we originally started with it. It was really a superhero book when we originally came up with it. And just through, you know, that 20 years, we've had time to kind of massage it and, and, uh, smooth it out and, and undo the wrinkles in it that would make it just a superhero book and we've really kind of driven it home to be more of a sci-fi superhero book um so there's there's a lot more to it than just superheroes running around most of the main characters they don't even want to be superheroes they want to live their normal lives on a day-to-day basis um which is where you get a lot of real life heroes like like um austin you know he didn't necessarily want to save this dude's life he just happened to be there at the right time and place and and was able to save his life um and that's where these characters end up a lot of times you know kevin and kevin and paul don't necessarily want to have to go out and use their abilities they are forced to because one of their friends is in trouble so they go out and do it um, we do have characters in there, luckily, that, that do want to be superheroes. Enigma, um, he, uh, that's, you know, when he's Enigma, that's what he wants to do. He goes out and he um, forces justice on people who are doing bad things. Um, he saves a, a kid and the, a mom from an abusive dad. Um, so, yeah, that, like, they just, we tried to, we also tried to kind of delve into what, what would it really be like if these powers were out there? You know, not everybody would be heroes. Not everybody would be villains. It would end up being somewhere in the middle for most people like real life is. Right. Yeah. And I'm really excited to uh, get back in touch with this book. I mean, Mm -hmm. it's how long has it been? When, when was the, uh, not the last time we had you on Mark, but how long had it been before that? 20, uh, I think it 14 or 15 something like that wow 
been a minute ago. Yeah. So it's going to be awesome to uh, catch back up, but not only that, to see uh, Ray's contribution to the series. Now, I mean, not that any of the past have, series have ever had any bad artwork. The artwork's mm. always been stellar, but checking out, you know, Wonder Woman and seeing uh, Gatekeeper, just cruising around on uh, your website, Ray, RayDillon.com. Uh, it's going to be cool to... Uh, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be great to uh, see your touch to this series. So, um, when oh, thank you. When do you guys uh, foresee the Kickstarter uh, starting? I actually don't foresee it being too much longer. Um, Ray and I are working on getting, you know, all the rewards plotted out the right way so that we can really and hopefully entice people to, to donate this time. And just trying to kind of finish up some of the artwork so that we're mostly done with the book by the time the Kickstarter even is ready to go. And and really, everything people are going to be paying for is mostly going to be the print run. It is going to be some of the artwork also, but it's mostly just going to end up being the print run that we end up going through. Um, we do like printing, you know, a few extra so that we have some for convention, the convention circuit and right. just kind of keeping them in stock because we do sell the books online as well. Um, and we just like having extra so that we don't have to go back and, and print every four months or something like that. So another thing that's uh, different for, for me with this book is um, this is the first time I'm, I'm penciling and inking a book and that's it. Uh, I've, I've been doing full production on, on almost all my projects. I, I think all of them for, you know, 15 years. Um, so the, in this one, I, I'm doing more with like some of the ink work, and and you know we, another colorist is going to be taking over that part, and it's it's yeah. going to be a different look my my stuff and a lot a lot of uh, what I've been doing. So yeah. I'm excited to see how and, it turns out that way. Yeah, and we're bringing in William Anderson back, who we had on when we when we did the uh, Kickstarter. I think it was for the reboot when we did the Kickstarter for the, or the, when we did the uh, podcast the last time when we had the big group on, we had William on as well, right, and he's yeah. he's been our, he's been our colorist. He's the guy from Scotland. Um, uh, he's been our colorist right. since we we found him in for issue two, and we you know he's stuck with us, and he's he's just been great um, every single issue. He really works to. Uh, highlight the artist's artwork with his colors so that he's not detracting from it. He, um, you know, can really come up with his style on the fly a little bit to match that artist's artwork. Um, so he's just been fantastic for us, and, and we'll continue working with him until he doesn't want to work with us anymore. <laughs> it always helps to have a strong person like that, someone you can count on, you know? Yeah. Now, uh, Ray, you had mentioned uh, some of your other projects a little bit ago, uh, one of which I wanted to kind of touch on, uh, Gatekeeper. This is uh, 20 years after yeah. Ragnarok, it looks like. And uh, for anyone who'd be uh, curious at looking at it, it looks like there's a couple-page preview on your web website, raydillon.com. Um, I just got to say, this was an awesome <laughs> book. Um, can you tell my listeners a little bit about it? Sure, yeah, that's uh, that's my own uh, creator-owned superhero series that's it's actually um, set in a post-apocalyptic world where, um, you know, the world's already been kind of ravaged by some major event that's left the landscape sort of poisonous and uh, creates mutations in people and in things. Um, and it's, a, it's essentially about a kid and his mom who uh, uh, go and hide in, like, a canyon. And... 
kind of developed with other survivors, kind of develop a city there. It's Canyon City. Um, and as he grows up in this environment, because he's, he's like 10 or 11 at the time, um, you know, and watching his mom, who's kind of the leader of this of the city, um, he he kind of he, you know he grows up in that world. So if, when when he is later on, he needs to be kind of in charge of it. Um, he you know tries to find a way to uh, present himself differently, and, and that's where kind of the gatekeeper mantle comes from, um, which I won't get too much into. But yeah, so it's it's uh, a superhero essentially in a mutated world. It was a very decent cool. combination. Mm-hmm. Well, I was just—it has a very, uh, very metal. It's very metal, and it's very up your alley. I believe you one hundred percent. Yeah, I'm going to put that on my short list of things to check out. <laughs> I'll shoot you a, a link. And then there was another uh, project that I saw in there. It looks like uh, you and, and your wife are going to be doing a Lady Power Punch. It looks like a, from what I could tell by the cover, it looked like a modern hero in like a 50s sci-fi. That was world. not my nickname in high school. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. <laughs> Look at that. I reversed the joke. Out of all the other ones, I believe this one. <laughs> yeah, thanks. <laughs> But yeah, that's uh, that's Renee's uh, creator on superhero project. After we did Legend of Wonder Woman, um, you know, we it, it got canceled, and we um, we had so much kind of creative energy. Renee did, especially um, to do more su- superhero stuff, which wasn't initially her. You know, she had done like the Last Unicorn and, and things like that, um, and like an Anne Rice book, and and we did Peter Pan. Um, oh, wow. You know, so more of the fantasy realm, and so, but she got she got to write and illustrate um, the Legend of Wonder Woman, and that just kind of opened up to a whole new uh, um, creative side of hers, where she's she's really great with superheroes. So she wanted to do more of that, and just sort of do it's an all ages book. Um, you know, it's got it's got serious stuff in it. It's not like you know a kids book. It's all ages. Um, but it's, uh, but yeah, it's, it sort of takes some of the stuff from like 50s sci-fi and horror movies, um, and it, there's a very specific reason why. But I don't want to give away uh, anything about the villain. But, um, uh, but yeah, so it's it's uh, sort of a, a new version of you know, a, a, or like a new creation of a, a female superhero. Um, and her name is also has a very specific and kind of funny way that it came about. That's why it's uh, you know Lady Lady Power Punch, which kind of sounds generic. It's actually supposed to, uh, and you'll you'll see why when you when you read it. But we're uh, we're currently working on that um, through Patreon. Uh, Renee's writing it right now, and um, yeah, there's a trailer available if you haven't seen that. You can, you can go watch that and kind of get a feel for what what the book is going to be like. There is a trailer. I didn't see that. So, yeah, I'll have to watch that. Because awesome. the cover of that comic alone is badass. Yes. It was sweet. Yeah. Like, I put it up on the wall, badass. Like, <clears throat> So, uh, yeah, those Thanks. are some awesome uh, projects we'll have to check out. I can't wait to see more of. And uh, for our listeners at home who would like to check them out, go to raydillon.com, or you can uh, go to patreon.com forward slash raydillon. And uh, don't forget to go to Stratum Comics and to keep your eye out for the uh, threat that's going to be relaunching on Kickstarter here very soon. And uh, Candare is going to have their thumb we'll on that post. Keep you posted, yeah. Damn right. Yeah, definitely uh, pushing that information out to the listeners. When it happens, you can uh, follow them at Stratum Comics on Twitter and at The Threat Comic, correct? That is correct. Awesome, awesome. I got it right. Mark that down in the books. 
All right. Well, guys, I want to thank you so much for being there first. (laughs) I want to thank you guys so much for being on the show with us today. This has been a hell of a lot of fun. Absolutely. Yeah, man. It's been great. Thanks for having us. Jack, what do we have on the website? Go to CandidatePodcast.com where you can see our special guests, listen to the show, follow us on our social media, visit the Hall of Heroes, see the Wall of Justice, check out some of the videos from our YouTube page, click that merch button, and if you have any comments, complaints, or want to give us some kudos, send us an email on our contacts page. And don't forget, guys, you like Twitter. I like tweeting. Why not follow us on Twitter at CandidatePod and Instagram at Cand underscore Air. There it is. There it is. Wizard World tickets. You want a discount? We got it for you. At checkout on wizardworld.com in the promo box, promo code box, type in canned air with no space. You're going to get 10% off your ticket. You're welcome. That's what we're here to do. I mean, you kind of owe us at this point, right? (laughs) Why not funnel that 10% into a nice new shirt? It's not through this episode. (laughs) Society 6. Or or you can go to the canned air shirt emporium and get your shirt there. Straight from the source, freshly picked. Yeah, from our shirt. I would say you uh, you could save on the shipping, but a lot of the time you can get it shipped for free. You know? Yeah, that's so, a good yeah. point. You watch it. We got deals going. We got deals all the it's time. It's like one week out of every month you do have to pay for shipping. Like, yeah. the odds are pretty good you're going to get a discount of some kind. Plan on get, going to Disneyland next summer? Forget it. Mark it off the calendar. You're going to the Candare T-Shirt Emporium. <laughs> Twice as much With fun. The as lowest mortality rate in the last ten years. Exactly. Wow. We've There's got never been a better shirts. time. You don't even need to worry about it. <laughs> I'm sure well, it's the lowest mortality for the visitors. Unfortunately, the people who help make the shirts apparently die pretty morbidly. <laughs> I am pretty not high willing to disclose rate. that information publicly. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> Clone our workers in the <laughs> highly illegal. <laughs> But yes, society6.com forward slash Pod for those of you who can't make it to the Emporium. And for uh, the second week of their residency here on Candare in Urgency, we're going to be going out on another one of their songs called The Eye of the Storm. I'm really digging this band, and I'm glad that we get to put their music in mm-hmm. our episodes here. Got a great sound to it. Yes. I do. You compared it to the Deftones. Deftones, yeah. yeah I was having trouble last Love week placing something. I think I even said heavy metal. And, like, listening back to that during editing, I was like, it's not heavy metal, you <laughs> dumbass. Yeah, it's just like, you know, scorpions. Yeah, <laughs> wasp. Anything yeah. else, guys? No, I, that was pretty thorough. That was pretty thorough, indeed. Yeah. So, until next time, I am Jeremy Colley. I'm Jack Doherty. I'm Jake Runyon. I'm Mark Schmidt. Uh, well, I'm Ray Dillon. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening, everyone. Watching and waiting the hardest these trainings alone. From dawn to the shadows, these secrets are all that you know. So just wait for the tidal wave. You're in the eye of the storm. I'll bet you're the kind to say heaven makes hell sound like home.
house is on fire. I need to get help. Do it from outside. Blowtorch! Whenever there's a fire in your house, be sure to get outside immediately. And once outside, get on CandarePodcast.com. Well, thanks for the tip, Blowtorch, but just one question. What about the fire? And no one is half the battle. G.I. Joe! Oh, it is. Dark Claw, Logan, didn't... Nothing, it... What... Oh, you know, that's like when I was in Reno, I uh, I shot a man just to watch him die. <laughs> yeah. Well played. Thank you. I, I always walk into his bullshit. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> okay. I'm sorry. All right. Well, go to jail. Are you tired of seeing your teen or young adult struggle on a path that clearly isn't the right fit? Is your teenager confused about which direction to take after high school? The future of work is changing rapidly, and our kids need to know all of the options available after high school so they're empowered to make the choice that is best for them. In each episode, we explore the latest trends that are shaping the opportunities of today and tomorrow. I'm your host, Betsy Jewell, and this is the High School Hamster Wheel Podcast. 